Hi, it's Tony Bruski from Real Ghost Stories Online, inviting you to subscribe to our other podcast called The Grave Talks. It's where I sit down and interview individuals who've had extreme paranormal situations happen to them in their lives. Just search The Grave Talks on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Be sure to press subscribe and give us some stars to help spread the word that this show exists. Now, here's a 15-minute preview of The Grave Talks. Today on The Grave Talks, Haunted State, Wisconsin. Is Wisconsin the most haunted state? Many paranormal investigators who comb through countless cases of paranormal happenings believe so. Michael Brown is one of those investigators and a filmmaker. His journey has led him to document some of the most iconic and extraordinary haunted activity throughout the state of Wisconsin. From a haunted schoolhouse attachment that left the classroom with him after an investigation to a haunted radio station where voices of children can be heard late at night. Side note, it's one I used to work at. Michael's stories of ghostly phenomena in Wisconsin run deep. Today on The Grave Talks, Haunted State, Wisconsin. It started in radio for me. I did a morning show back in 2005, and we did a paranormal investigation at a place called the Octagon House. It's in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. And I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. And I always had aspirations to be a filmmaker. So that, that's really what I am, is I'm a filmmaker. I'm not really a paranormal investigator. Obviously, by doing this, as long as I have, my first film was in 2014. Um, there's two films in the Haunted State series. They're both streaming on Amazon. One is called Haunted State Whispers from History Past. And the second is called Haunted State Theater of Shadows. And as I got through the second film, I realized... I really wanted to bring this genre, if you will, the paranormal genre, if you want to call it that, to a docu-series style. I, I just haven't seen anything like it. And I just thought it'd be really cool because some of the shows, and I'm not going to name them, but some of the really popular cable shows, I just feel like they're so entertaining, but they're really over the top. So I wanted to kind of you know, bring it back to actually one of my favorite TV shows is the Americans. And one of the things the producers of that show always talk about is, um, and kind of give a background, they're um, CIA agents and FBI agents in the past. So they're writing the show and they're basically like, Hey, some of the stuff you see on TV on this topic is not real. So they always tease like their show was more boring. Like for example, if they'd be firing a gun at a car, the car wouldn't blow up because in reality that wouldn't happen. I kind of wanted to take that same concept to the paranormal genre is, you know, let's, let's be honest for the people who do paranormal investigations. Sometimes it's just really boring and it's a lot of work. And I just wanted to kind of bring that full circle and let people see as one, you know, they say Wisconsin has the most haunted state and whether or not that's true or not, that's to be determined. But that's where the title haunted state comes from. Cause we're just covering Wisconsin for now. And it's a docu-series, so it's not just about the paranormal, it's not just about the evidence, it's about the personal stories of the four individuals and the locations and the history, and we just kind of ball it all up, and it's really grown up from day one, and it all came from that one day in 2005 with me and my friend Todd Deering, who's a cast member, doing a live broadcast on Halloween from the Octagon House in Fond du Lac. 
and this story I should note to the audience, I mean, this is very personal to me, too, because Todd Deering is one of my good friends. Uh, he's one of the people who uh, he basically I, this show wouldn't exist if it weren't for Todd, because he's the one who started me in radio and taught me basically everything I know when I was a, a teenager. Um, and, and we worked you and me both ended up working at the same station at different points in time. Um, and, and, and that building, that area, the Octagon House, roughly a half mile from that very radio station, um, that whole area, lots of ghostly activity, lots of ghost stories, lots of um, you know, activity that, that people have of the area. And, and I, what I'd love to do first is, is kind of jump in to talk about the Octagon House a bit. Let's talk about that radio station a little bit. I'll share some of uh, my background of what my ghost stories are from that radio station in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, from the years that I worked there from about 96 to roughly 2000, 2001 ish. Um, I, I had uh, issues with the phones constantly where the phones would light up uh, in the evening hours when no one would be there, would show solid lines as if people were on them and no one was there. Uh, I had heard uh, what was our news director at the time, or thought it was our news director, uh, Greg, walking down the hall on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. I was the only one in the building, heard his keys, heard his papers. There's a distinct sound that Greg makes. And I said, hey, went down to say hi in the newsroom. There's no one in the building. And you're talking about the world famous Greg Stenzler. Yes, I am. Yes. Yes, I am. And, and, good man. And, and there, those were some of my personal experiences. I always had a fascination of going down to the basement of that building and taking a look yeah. at the uh, what, what's yeah. left of the bricked off tunnel, uh, tunnel. of the underground And railroad. I have a story in there, actually. I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. And, yeah. and there was others that had, had shared stories from my time there. Uh, we had a night guy uh, named Michael who... Uh, he he had seen what he thought was uh, one of the program directors at the time walking by a studio door in the evening, went out to say hi, walking again down a dead end hall and no one was in the building. Others have heard keyboards typing. And I know that the list goes on and on from hearing children playing and, and many other things. Those are just a fraction of some of the things from my chapter of life at that building. I want to hear yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had quite a few too. Now, I had not been into the paranormal at all until I worked there. My son was born in 2005. It, I chose to move to Fond du Lac because of it. And just the way things kind of worked out at the time, that's where I ended up. I had actually come from WKTI in Milwaukee, which for people who know radio, no offense to Fonda, like it's a really big step down, but I wanted to stay in radio and I did it. And I'm so glad I did because um, I have so many good friends, you know, from that time, and, you know, but going downstairs was the very first thing people told me about, because I don't know if you know um, the the layout of the building, but that office that was way in the corner, mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm talking about? That that just one random office that was there, it almost had like the open window. Yes. Um, you know what I'm talking about? It's a newer yeah. office. It was all just once an open space in that part of the building. Correct. And that's that's where they threw me. So I'm right by the stairs, which is terrifying because you hear all these <laughs> stories run right out of the gate like, oh, yeah, this place is haunted. And I'm thinking, well, I'm a, I've always been a skeptical believer. So finally, one day I go down there and and this is once I started kind of doing paranormal investigation after that story I had told previously. And I walked downstairs and I heard a woman's voice say hello. And I was, I was down there all by myself. It was a disembodied voice. 
And that was when I really, I didn't know what to think. I just, <laughs> you just kind of freeze when something like that happens. And you, you know, especially when you don't have a lot of experience with actually dealing with the paranormal, hearing about it and dealing with it are two completely different things. And having that one experience was crazy. And there was one time too, where if you remember in the sunny studio, sunny 97, seven studio WFDL, we were in there and all of a sudden everything went off. The rest of the building, the power was on. Um, the way the grids are set up, they're shared grids. So if the power is out in one area, it should be out in the other area. And Todd and I just kind of looked at each other. And um, I want to say something like someone asked, I, I have to get this right, it's a little foggy, but s someone had pounded on the table and said, do you know that you're dead? And then the power went off. And then we just were like, whoa. And then it went back on. And the thing is, I hadn't really known Todd Deering quite that well. And just his reaction to the paranormal and his his passion for the paranormal really helped me because he's, I mean, you know him, he's just such a good guy. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's a role model, which is funny. He's probably hearing this laughing right now, hearing me calling him a role model, but he is. <laughs> and, and so hearing that you know, he took this seriously, I knew that maybe I should too. And that's when, you know, all the other stories where people would see full body apparitions in the building and lights would go on, footsteps, and that creepy bathroom at the end of the hallway, I'd be in there alone at night and I'd hear someone walking down the hall. I mean, I'm already in the bathroom, so it works out well for me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's, it's definitely, definitely haunted. There's definitely paranormal activity there. And, you know, maybe it's a place that we film for season two, who knows? Yeah, there's just always been so many things that that have gone on there, and, and it's interesting because the stories in that building, from everything I've heard from many people, uh, 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 probably a, a, a friend of ours uh, who had lived upstairs, uh, Jake, for quite some time, uh, yeah. he had stories, um, and the thing is, the, the stories seem to never... I can't pinpoint it down. I can't pinpoint it to it's this person or that person. There seems to be a lot of people in that haunted radio station from it children used to, be a to hotel. People. Okay. And that's the backstory is it used to be a hotel, a very popular hotel in Fond du Lac and hotels are synonymously haunted for whatever reason. So. Sure. So it was a hotel because I attempted to do some research on this pre-Google. <laughs> this was... Uh, I, I literally walked down to the library um, one day after being spooked out at the, the building, and and I just started doing research. I think I was in high school. It's probably like 17, 18 years old. And I just started trying to dig up buildings on the history of, of Fond du Lac, the city where the hotel, or where the, uh, the radio station is, trying to find any information. So I, I'd, I'd found information about it being a saloon. Um, I, I, I believe I remember hearing rough things about it being a hotel. Um, right. I believe, uh, I mean, the building itself dates back almost to like the turn of the century, correct? What, what, what is the history that, of that building that you uh, that you were able to uncover? Because you probably were able to dig deeper than I was when I did my research. Right. Well, what happened was two buildings were combined. So the hotel and um, what did you say it was earlier? Did you say it was like a speakeasy? Is that what yes, you just said? Yes, that's what I had found out. Right. So the, those were combined. Um, it's actually two separate buildings that were combined. So the basement is attached to, I'm trying to think, I believe what, it, what would have been the speakeasy. Mm -hmm. um, 
Because I don't know if you remember when you would walk down the hallway, it would be kind of uneven. When you'd walk from the yeah. office to the studio, it'd be kind of uneven. And that's why is because it was two buildings that were connected. Yeah, there's a separation of the building with a door right. too between the two right. stations. Yeah, right, right. And that was it. And that's the best I can recollect. It's been quite a while since I've I've you know delved deep into the the history, but I, that that's pretty much what I can remember. And the funny thing about that place is. That place turns skeptics into believers. I mean, like you had mentioned Jake earlier, you know, he's a very skeptical person. Mm -hmm. But obviously, like anyone out there listening, once you have these experiences, you're instantly a believer. And, you know, and that's one thing I want to quick talk about my producer. She did not believe her name is Angela Olson. She's amazing. And she did not believe in any of this stuff. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring her in because it's kind of a Mulder Scully situation where I'm, I'm the Mulder and she's really trying to keep it honest. And now, you know, going through the second film, all through the series, she's had all of these experiences and she still is going, there has to be a plausible explanation for, for these things that have happened. And that's kind of how it is in the, in the building in Fond du Lac is, I mean, people still believe it's happening, but they're, they're like, there has to be an explanation for it. And that's really where the show comes in is because we're, we're, we're not trying to prove it's real. We're not trying to prove it's not real. Essentially, we're investigative journalists, uh, mm-hmm. filmmakers, and we're just saying, here's what we got. You decide. Yeah, and that's what I love about it is, and that's how our show approaches things too. Both of the shows is we've already established that we believe this stuff. We're not here to debunk. We're here to more so learn the story of what is is going on or who is behind uh, what the living uh, are experiencing in that building. Uh, we'll take it back to the the tunnels, uh, which were part of the underground railroad, which has always been very interesting to me. Uh, around that town, um, the, those tunnels led throughout the downtown. It led through towards the high school when i was in high school i remember they were doing some renovations uh in the part of downtown and they they came across uh several tunnels they didn't even know existed uh parts of the downtown street started sagging in and they discovered oh my god there's these tunnels here we were unaware of part of it goes through the what was the old high school football field um they lead all over the place um and, and those tunnels also lead to the Octagon House, which is where you had spent that night, where a lot of things kind of began for you in terms of investigating the paranormal. And from what I, I, I take, a kind of a, uh, a life-changing experience in terms of, uh, of investigating uh, on the topic. Take me to the Octagon House. I have never set foot in there after all those years. Walked by it every day while going to high school because I'd park right next to it. Um, Tell me the story of the Octagon House and tell our audience the story of the Octagon House. Yeah. And then it's an amazing building. It's yeah. up for sale right now, actually, if anyone wants to buy it. <laughs> First of all, get that out there. I hope you enjoyed your 15 minute preview of our new podcast, The Grave Talks. Be sure to subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download podcasts to not miss any episode of the show. New episodes every single Monday. Just search for The Grave Talks. And then press subscribe. Give us a review while you're at it and some stars that will help us grow in the rankings and let other folks know that the show exists to make an even better show for you. The Grave Talks. Check it out at thegravetalks.com.